Welcome to Jesus Has Left the Building, where we talk with people leading creative, outside the box, I mean outside the church building, ministries that inspire and engage us. Our third season, recorded during Lent 2021, connects our desire to follow Jesus outside the church building and the recognition that Lent is an invitation to quiet our minds and hearts. Our guests share how they find nourishment as they build God's kingdom. This is the Jesus Has Left the Building podcast, where ministers, people of faith, activists, and church leaders have left the building too, with Marta and Mandy. Our final guest of this third season is Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis. Jackie is a public theologian and the first Black and first female senior minister at the Progressive Multicultural Collegiate Church in Manhattan, which dates to 1628. A graduate of Princeton Seminary and Drew University, she's the creator of the MSNBC online show, Just Faith, and the PBS show, Chapter and Verse, in which she led important conversations about culture and current events. She curates an annual national conference called Revolutionary Love, focused on activism and imagining a more perfect union. She was the co-producer of the star-studded Juneteenth Now, Get Us Free celebration. She's been featured in the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Ebony, and Essence, and has appeared on CBS, CNN, NBC, MSNBC, PBS, and ABC. Raised mostly in Chicago, she now lives with her husband in Manhattan. Today, we talk about Jackie's work at Middle Collegiate Church following a devastating fire that destroyed the sanctuary of their building on December 5th, 2020. We talk about Jackie's new book, Fierce Love, which will be available in November 2021, and about how, using Jesus' example, we can shape-shift our way through ministering during a pandemic. Today, we are joined by Reverend Dr. Jackie Lewis who is my pastor and my mentor and my professor and my friend. She is an amazing public theologian. Um, And I first met Jackie when Russ, my husband, and I were on a trip um, to New York City. And because we are the epitome of church nerds, we go to church on vacation Um, And we had um, heard about Jackie and this church that she um, was at in the East Village of New York City, Middle Collegiate Church. And um, I think this was in 2017. um, And we walked into that space on Sunday morning, and it just immediately felt like home. The music and the preaching and the people and the community and this multi- racial, multi-ethnic, multi-spiritual space um, has a life and a presence and a power that is really incredible. Um, And Russ and I are actually members of Middle Collegiate, um, as well as Black Forest Community Church. So this is this really cool convergence for me today. Um, Middle has this amazing um, ability to welcome people from all over the globe, really. Um, and in addition, Jackie is um, my professor of the Demon um, Doctor of Ministry in Public Theology program that I will complete in just a few months at Drew University. Um, so I'm so grateful, Jackie, that you are here with us today. Thank you so much, Mandy. And thank you, Marta. It's so nice to meet you. 
Yes, I am also, I've been looking forward to this conversation and have been following you in a variety of ways, um, mostly on social media. Um, but I've, I've listened to you um, throughout this past year um, via your Sunday morning preaching and you're dynamic and um, you're this strong woman and you have just this really great model for theological grounding that I appreciate. And as someone who, I mean, I've only been ordained for five years. And so it's, it's good for me to get on and listen to other women um, who have this pro progressive voice. Um, so uh, thank you for that. And welcome. And in the spirit of the prophet and the mystic or spirituality and social action, the inward journey and the outward reach and teachers and conversational par partners, we asked you here today because we know that the work of Jesus is both in action and rest. Those are both important pieces. Sometimes Jesus needs to leave the building and go to the other side of the lake by himself or up the mountain to the hillside. He dismisses the crowds or he sends the multitude away. Often he was alone and simply prayed by himself. In some ways, we must begin with ourselves before we birth something new outside of ourselves. Lent is a time of planting seeds. And so we want to hear some of that from you. And also you'll probably recognize a little bit that the great theologian Howard Thurman um, is inspiring us um, during this season. So Jackie, first of all, um, just talk to us for a minute or two about your work at Middle. Um, you've been there for 16 years? 17 years. 17 years. Um, but especially, I think you have had um, quite a traumatic couple of months with the fire that destroyed the sanctuary in Advent of this year. So talk to us about Middle's presence in the world and especially what what you see happening in this moment. Yeah, thank you so much, Mandy. It has been a wild year. Um, as we're talking, it's, I'm, I'm looking outside at snow. Mm. I'm remembering that the last time our whole congregation worshiped at middle was March 7th. Mm. On the 15th of March, a few of us went back in and recorded some stuff, but we've literally been digital ever since then, mm -hmm. ever since March uh, 15th. And so we were out of the building, you know, out of the space, growing our digital presence, growing our ability to create something beautiful and powerful and that would mimic what you've experienced at middle before, Mandy, the kind of mm -hmm. energy and love and different kinds of music and the diversity and just it is a palpable you can taste the kind of energy how do you do that online that's been an interesting challenge when we rose we've risen to i think we've really learned how to do some things that feel familiar we've also stretched ourselves and like 267 people joined the church in the year during COVID. <laughs> 650 people came to our Revolutionary Love Conference. 6,000 people came through racial, racial healing, anti-racism trainings. People found us in a new way. We were able to make a global impact. And, and, and even as I say that to you and celebrate that, I, as this one year comes up, I, 
I feel the absence of my, I feel the absence of my building mm -hmm. uh, in a way that's really profound and, and, uh, and grief inducing. I know you all talk about Jesus leaving the building. Well, you know, the building left Jesus in a way, right? <laughs> the building left Jesus in a way. And there's some sadness around that. Like, you know, the last time we heard the organ, the last time we held each other, the last time we prayed together, the last time we preached together. So that's in my body today. Um, but, but, but at the same time, I, I'm holding the way that, um, let's say, Jesus's body has become so clear to me that it isn't about space. I mean, you need space. Space matters. It does. Don't, don't, no one should say it doesn't. Space has memory. Space has air, you know, breath. It smells ways, right? It holds cooking smells and ritual smells and it holds body smells and love smells. But Jesus's body has really proven to me how elastic, how transformative, how shape-shifting, how, how resilient is the body of Christ. How resilient, our building was burning down and some of my people were next door, taking care of the women next door, making sure they had food and clothes. So that, that's what I'm bringing today is just the body of Christ. I love it's that term, time, you know? I love that term, Jesus is shape shifting. Yeah. Mm. yeah. That is um, a really profound image um, for us to um, um, give to our people as they begin to um, have that spiritual deepening in their everyday lives. Where are you seeing Jesus now? How is Jesus shape shifted? Mm -hmm. Because, right? Isn't our aim as faith leaders, helping people on this Lenten journey, to become resident theologians in their own life? Yes. To access the holy in ways that give them food, fuel, bread of life, rivers of life. And so how do people get to Jesus? How do they get to the body? Can you get to the body without taking the journey to the building? Yes, right? Right. And that's what this year has taught us. Um, you know, I think this year has taught all of us, and especially, I think, acutely for middle, um, you know, because we still have, even though we can't gather in our building in the same way, there are groups of people who are in and out and, you know, all of that kind of thing. Um, but when when we are forced to be in these new spaces mm -hmm. um looking at what that new thing looks like what's that creative way of of stepping outside of what we know i know martin and i have been um while all feeling all of the grief and all of the hard things we have also been grateful for um this time you know this time to challenge us to do something differently and i think that you, Jackie, and, and other um, staff and leaders at Middle have um, have been able to um, embrace this moment in in really really powerful ways. There are people who are learning about Middle now um, who a year ago didn't even know that it existed, and that is like pretty powerful. Yeah, 
this is this is off script yeah. but what would you say um the um the the most uh profound or um exciting communal gathering you have had virtually where people are really and what what did that look like what was the topic what was the kind like how you know because i think um you know, I think this has been a year of like really teaching people, like you said, to um, sort of create their own sanctuary in their heart and to, you know, do some real um, individual spiritual development. But um, where are you finding the spaces where um, the virtual is actually working as a different form of community? Yeah, that's a great question, Marta. I, I think I would say the Christmas Sunday. So, so I'm gonna say Sunday worship. And we had beautiful things. We had a we had a digital pride program. You know, we had a digital Juneteenth program with like all kinds of uh, celebrating black resilience from with, with, with people from TV and movies and like public figures and all of that beautiful, beautiful. But, but Christmas Sunday, the 20th of December this last year, we, we were planning, we were planning to have staff go to the church and record a cellist, a, a vocalist, a dancer, pianist, and the clergy. And then the building burned down on the 5th. But the dancer had gone to the sanctuary the day before the fire and rose rehearsing. And they put together, the dancer's husband, uh, her name is Adrian, his name is Luton, put together the video that we ended up putting inside the bigger video ourselves of, of Adrian dancing, dancing the pandemic, if you will, to Breath of Heaven, this beautiful Amy Grant song. I don't know if you guys know that. Mm-hmm. Everybody tune into that. It's not about Christmas. It's about being called by God, you know, Breath of Heaven. When, when Jesus leaves a building, he's coming to you. Mm-hmm. Coming soon to a heart near you. This woman's yeah. choreography was just stunning. She danced in her house uh, with her bar. She danced outside in the backyard. She danced on the subway. I don't know how she did it. She danced in front of the congregation. There was something about the, the, the depiction, the dramatization of our lived experience of isolation, of lonely, of can't be together, but also resilience, determination, ingenuity, let's try it this way. Her, her choreography and that piece sitting inside the worship that day uh, where we worship on our homepage and YouTube and Facebook, the comments, the, the, the shared awe, that's what I'm trying to get saying, the shared awe of this dancer and the singer and the cellist and the pianist all went in Maybe, maybe like Mary, maybe on a journey, homeless, placeless, under-resourced, right? We, we just wept together. Like we wept together in our separate spaces. I'm watching worship with my granddaughter who loves to dance. There was a, there was a coming together in our separateness that was profound, that was testimony to your, your subtext of your podcast, that Christ has left a building 
but has gone to other residences, has mm-hmm. left a building and gone to tabernacle inside each of us um, to take up residence in us, to, to turn us into love shacks, if you will. That's my, that's my best digital experience. Yeah, so well, you know, it's interesting because I think that that again is one of the other things that we've learned so much is that, you know, grief is processed the most, number one, when we, when we can actually tell that story, right? Mm-hmm. But then even more powerfully, when there is the intersections of um, that story being told and sort of this artistic element, yeah. it's like art and storytelling yeah. of like lived experience there there is i mean it is powerful yes. so like as you were telling that story i mean and i really love liturgical dance um i oh my gosh i just i just do and um but i was imagining how powerful that could be um for a community to do that and um i mean our hope is that with this podcast that it can inspire people to think in terms of that is that where can they place art and story and sort of that emotional grief all in the same space sure. at the same time. So um, yeah, thank you for that image. Um, we've talked about this a little bit. Um, you know, Jesus has left the building and and we have and we've talked about how true that is for middle um, because of, of your fire. Um, what and you've also talked about what does that mean for your community right now. Um, but I guess I'm I'm sort of curious, um, and I don't know if I can ask this or not. Sure. But like, what are your? I know, I know. What are your What are your plans? Like, what is the like? What are you guys gonna do? How are you processing as a leadership through that? Like, um, I mean, I know that. Um, many churches, you know, don't have fires, but um, there are other big tragic things that happen. And um, so how are you leading um, your people through this? And what is that going to look like in the next six months? What is that? Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, I'm tired. I'll say that. Uh, I bet. I have my, I have my yeah. glasses on to hide my tired eyes. I uh, don't need them for this close vision, but um, I'm how are we leading? I think so. Let me say it this way: this community is have never knew. How could I know how resilient a community can be after a fire? I mean, the the day of the fire, how many people came and sat shiva, if you will, at the church? How many people have gone by? One woman whose whole ministry was a professional photographer. I'm going to just take pictures. I'm going to record everything. Uh, someone else who. Uh, who who came to just in case someone else came, you know, just came to be there to minister to pray. Uh, the gospel choir came and sang, and you know, so there's a kind of uh, reverent grief, uh, physical presence that that happened that that shows our resilience. But also, day after the fire, worship is full. Um, people's generosity, notes, kindness. You know, certainly fundraising people making donations, I'm talking big ones, little ones. Here's a dollar, here's $50. That's one piece of, of what it is, is it, it shows you who you are. It shows you who you are. I think about, I don't have any babies that came out of my body, but I think about what it might be for you all to give birth and like you, you having that squeezing and pushing and ripping and tearing and then 
you know who you are. You're this person who could do that and survive and hold the baby mm -hmm. and feed it, right? Shows us who we are. We are, we want to rebuild. We want to rebuild in the East Village. We want to rebuild on that site if it's possible because it's our site. But in the East Village is our hood and we are local with a national address, right? And a global address. So that's our first choice. And we're doing all the things you do where you talk to insurance company and try to figure out what your claim's gonna be and process the loss and talk to an architect and talk to partners. And you know, we're doing all of that. I have eight meetings every day, at least eight meetings every day. Um, the fire is a full-time job. And, and we have to raise money. Um, our, our insurance is about half of what we need. So we have to raise half again. And I don't know, I don't feel afraid of raising the money. I really don't. I don't feel, I don't feel afraid of this challenge. I just feel tired from it. Mm -hmm. And I've got a great team of lay leaders, my chair and uh, my collegiate colleagues, uh, people from all over the country. I mean, people from all over the country. How can I help? How can I, how can I help? You find out that the building in which Jesus is housed, if you will, when it becomes a digital space, mm -hmm. people claim you from China and from Australia and, and from New Zealand, what? Paris. So there's something about the way we'll do ministry that will never be the same, mm -hmm. even when we have a space. So we're planning on the space and we're planning on how do we make sure we're able to do this digital work because what will you do with the people who connected to you? Right. In the, in the cyberspace, right? They were never connected to that building anyway. So mm -hmm. they're like, what is the okay? It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sure sounds like, you know, you made reference to, um, to birthing. And it sounds like um, middle is in a gestation space yeah. right now. And you... Um, are still in the process of creating and making and um, and there'll probably be some labor at some point um, soon um, or you know you might be in the midst of labor now um, I think it's labor all, can be long <laughs> I think it's all that Marcia I think it's all of that you know that place where I mean our friend Valerie Kaur says you know oh I love her feels like darkness she's sweet lady smart is it the darkness of the womb is it darkness of the tomb say yes it's the darkness of letting go and grieving and deadness. 500,000 people dead. It's, the, it's that darkness, but it is also the darkness of generativity and creativity. And Paul, who, who didn't have babies either, but says <laughs> all of creation is waiting like, like a woman in childbirth, a travail for the revealing of the children of God. Gosh, I love that text. I'm always like Paul for that text. All of creation is waiting to see if the children of God will give birth to themselves. I think we're in that kind of space. Yeah. So what are you, what are you doing right now to find seeds of devotion for yourself? What sustains you and where do you see hope? What grounds you um, yeah. in, in all of this? 
Mandy will hear me say in a classroom, like, I am not that woo-woo girl. <laughs> I know. I'm, I actually know that this is a struggle for you, Jackie Lewis, so you better be honest. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal, is it's actually a struggle for Mandy and I, too. Um, so, but we all do we all do the things that we actually need. People say, what do you do to meditate? I'm like, well, I don't meditate. <laughs> but, but I think I do. I mean, I, I, I'm being sarcastic-ish about myself when I say that, like, you know, I can put myself to sleep at night by looking in the, you know, you're not supposed to do screens, but I'll put myself asleep at night by looking at some of my favorite grandchildren pictures. Mm -hmm. It just, it's just, it just, and you know, I go to John, remember this one? You know, so there's kind of like a shared storytelling that's really happening around the pictures. And I, mm -hmm. and I, I think, and then I visualize Octavius and Ophelia and I think, oh my God, you know, they're so little and they need our protection. And then I find myself praying there from there to, um, so, so, so those photos of the little people is a seed of devotion that takes me mm -hmm. to prayer for, for them, for their mom and dad, for our kids, for my niece and nephew, for the world's children. And then, and then I, I can almost hypnotize myself to sleep with something like, Everywhere there are children, there's hope. Every, you know, everywhere, everywhere there's children, there's new life. Our job as adults is to make sure it's okay for them. And that becomes a kind of intention, mantra, prayer at night that's, that grounds me to, in my work, that what am I doing? Why am I busy? You know what I mean? Why do I mm -hmm. care? I care about leaving a better world. No kidding for all the kids, and mm -hmm. that really hunkers me down, and it also gives me hope that these babies. We started talking about that before you guys really recorded, but these children who are stuck at home with their parents or wearing masks on the playground, you know, mm -hmm. what 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 is the trauma for them, or are they teaching us we can get through anything? Mm -hmm. And I think it's more the latter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jackie, does it um, make sense for you? I know you just um, finished this manuscript. Um, it, does it make sense for you to say anything about your book here, or are you not ready to do that yet? I'd be so happy to say something. Great. It was, um, this was, Marta, one of my spiritual disciplines in the last nine months. Wow, Mandy, nine months. <laughs> was... You know, Eve Ensler, the now known as V, is a, a, a kind friend who is a prolific writer. And I remember whining one day saying, I can't write. She said, get up in the morning and write. So I got up in the morning at 4 o'clock or 4.30 and wrote. And I wow. found myself having like the most delicious me time because I'm an extrovert. But wow, to sit in this big chair, get your coffee turn your computer on, watch the sun come up and light. And so I birthed a book called Fierce Love, mm. A Bold Path to a Better Life and a Better World. It's coming in November from Harmony, which is a Penguin Random House imprint. I had the best partner as an editor. Uh, Marnie Cochran was my, I didn't know how, how it works. You know, some of the companies were like, we get this one, we get this one, we get this one for marketing. And she was like, I am hands on. I am midwifing this book with you. And I just loved it. So I feel proud of getting a book out during COVID and fire. Mm -hmm. They didn't buy the book till July. We started writing in August. 
literally finished the book two weeks ago. So what would your like one nugget about love be right now? So many people are saying so many different things about love. Um, what would be the like one thing that you, without giving anything away? <laughs> it all starts with you. That, that's so obvious for us Christian leaders. Love God, love neighbor, love, love God with all you have, love your neighbor as yourself. But we don't do the you. We don't. We don't. We're not taught to do the you. you we cannot love the world. The problem is we do love the world like we love ourselves and we don't love ourselves. So I did this whole piece about love being the unconditional regard of the unique particularity of the other. That's a Jim Rohde quote. What happens if you have unconditional regard for you just as you are? Love your chubby, love your chin that you got, love your 15 pounds of COVID weight, love your neuralgias, love your dandruff, love yourself, love yourself fiercely so you can love the world fiercely. Mm -hmm. That's actually awesome. It's really great. Well, we don't want to take up too much of your time because we know you're a busy lady. Um, and Mandy, you've got eight other to meetings too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mandy told me, Mandy says, what you do with the other podcast, you can't do with Jackie Lewis because she doesn't have time. And I said, okay, I'll try to keep myself under control. What so I have, what do you I do? know. What do you do? Huh? What do you do? Oh, I, oh, I just like to chat. Like, I am just like, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I could have asked you, like, I mean, I just love to have conversations and I really like to get into the stories and really talk about them. And um, sometimes it gets super silly and she's like, you can't do that with this one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you did great. It was I a love, nice balance. I love conversations and silliness as well. I'll tell you, uh, I'll say one thing as, as we close then about, about the book and about, you know, there's three circles in this book, you know, love yourself and then love your posse. I say, love your posse and then love the world. And um, the, the thread I try to keep running through this is this, is this sense of Ubuntu. Um, I am, I am who I am because you are who you are. And I, I, I really think I really think that what you just said, Marta, about like, I like the silly, I like the talk. I think the communication is the, the playful, the goofy, the curiosity, holy curiosity about each other. This is all the way that we keep Jesus uh, in the building, in the relationship, mm -hmm. if you will. So I, I, I hope that you, I hope we'll do it again. We'll have time is what I'm trying to say to play and talk trash, okay? Absolutely. And this was, this was great and I can't wait for your book. So maybe when it's in, it gets out, we'll have you back on again for oh, that. Okay. that would be great. Maybe, mm -hmm. maybe that'll be our fourth season podcast book theme that we follow. It'd be super Ooh. fun. Thank you so much. Thank you so it much. It was really good to meet you. It was a pleasure to meet you too. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Jackie. Bye. 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 Thank you. This episode concludes our third season of Jesus Has Left the Building. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook to learn more about our upcoming season, which will air during the summer of 2021. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. 
Find us on Facebook at Black Forest Community Church United Church of Christ and message us to learn how you can be a part of this effort to tell stories, have conversations, build relationships, and follow Jesus out of the church and into the world. To support our work, search for Black Forest Community Church on Venmo to make a one-time donation or become a patron on our Patreon account at p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash j-h-l-t-b to commit monthly to this project. You'll get regular communications and updates about our stories. Thank you to all those who support and listen. We could not do this without you.